Hey everybody, just taking a sec to remind you that me and Andy will be recording a live episode of Strong Language and Violent Scenes as part of Celluloid Screams this year. So that's Friday, October the 19th at 3pm at the Showroom Cinema in Sheffield. It'll be free entry and you'll get all the usual stuff. We'll have a guest, we'll be talking about film, got free swag to give away, courtesy of Arrow Video, and also a live Mitch's Pitches. See you there, on with the show. Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 24 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And as always, I'm Andy Stewart, your old pal. How's it going this week, man? I'm okay, man. How are you? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Quite a lot going on behind the scenes. Yeah, you've been moving house. I have been, yeah. Um, but that's kind of mostly done now. Right. So that kind of that kind of bit is over. The stress of that is kind of done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I've got one day left to work and then I'm away. Yeah, you're away to London to see the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins first, yeah, then straight to Celluloid Screams, <laughs> uh, which we've touched on a couple of times before and we'll touch on again over the course of this episode i'm sure uh yeah certainly but uh yeah but like i said the kind of the hard part's done with everything that's kind of going on i'm kind right. of like kind of one more day of work and then i'm home free for a little while so cool. looking forward to that cool um so i have watched some stuff but you have watched hunters uh, i could safe to say i've not had much on this weekend because I've, <laughs> I've done nothing but watch stuff and you've been keeping it relatively current as well yeah i have yeah i don't think that, i don't think i've watched anything prior to 2017 Wowzers. kicked off with apostle okay netflix original directed by gareth evans who made the raid films yeah and this is uh, dan stevens right dan stevens and michael sheen so dan stevens plays this drifter guy who uh, travels to this secluded island populated by this bizarre religious cult led by prophet malcolm played by michael sheen michael sheen's brilliant always michael is sheen's brilliant and everything yeah. dan stevens for some reason was annoying the shit out of me in this like oh really i don't know something about his performance was really rubbing me up the wrong way did you like him in the guest yeah, I really like the I really like the guest, but yeah, he was he was doing my nothing in this. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> but yeah, he travels to this island to kind of rescue his sister, who's been held for ransom. Oh, right. On this island, okay. What he finds on the island's kind of more bizarre and way more brutal than he could ever have uh, imagined it to be. I, re- I liked it. I mm-hmm. really liked it. Um, just wasn't a massive fan of Dan Stevens in it. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it was necessarily, but there was something about his performance that I didn't like. Right. Um, but it's uh, very grisly, very nasty, really well made. I feel like Gareth Evans has taken some of what he learned in, uh, from doing Safe Haven. Okay. Uh, on VHS 2. I forgot that was him. That segment <laughs> is insane. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, such a fan. Uh, but yeah, again, it's a culty thing that goes in very unexpected directions. Cool. <laughs> okay. But yeah, well worth a look. That's uh, on Netflix now. Yeah, I've got I've got the best intentions to make room for that, but God knows when. What else? I went back to Shudder again. Okay, cool. Um, and checked out Damien Rugna's Terrified. Oh, okay. Now, right, I had to leave this at Fright Fest, oh, but right. it's not the film's fault. Okay. I was late out of a screening, and by the time that I got to it shown in the main screen, it had already started. Right. 
So I didn't want to have to like battle my way to, to was my this seat. Was this Yeah, it was a mainstream film, film yeah. Okay. So I didn't want to like battle my way back to the seat. So I just grabbed a seat near the front and basically trying to watch a subtitled film uh, sitting right at the, the front in the, in the super screen right. is borderline impossible. And it was giving me a headache. And genuinely, and I feel like such an old man saying it, but I was like, I am aware that this is good. <laughs> but I can't watch it right now. Yeah, remember we said I had a similar thing during Field Guide to Evil, which oh, yeah. I did not like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I left that one too for loads of other reasons. Yeah, yeah, uh, I sat through it. But yeah, terrified, uh, terrified. I like the look of it. I mm-hmm. think that the the poster is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Really and like Boz from Little Pod of Horrors loves it as well. When I was on there, he was talking about that quite a bit. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, it's an Argentinian film. It's kind of had this huge word of mouth thing from Fright Fest, but it's kind of it's the story of this kind of street in Buenos this um well suspicious deaths and events are kind of taking place um and some cops and kind of paranormal researchers come into the neighborhood to figure out what's going on and try to sort it all out uh, i really liked it cool genuinely unnerving at times and pretty damn effective at points yeah um there's a little dead kid in it that freaked me out every time okay <laughs> every time he was on the screen it's on shudder now shudder exclusive okay that's really good shooting straight out of that mm-hmm. back to netflix okay for a film that i know you've seen it's uh, Erementari, The Blacksmith and the Devil. I love this film. Yeah, played at Glasgow Fright Fest. That's thing, right. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, It's kind of Portuguese fantasy horror, and the story of a, an orphan girl who finds herself, I guess, caught up in uh, the relationship between this outcast hermit blacksmith and a caged demon called Sartael. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that, see, when, when that film is setting up what's happening, uh-huh. uh, when she first kind of gets to the blacksmith's house, some of that stuff is really effective visually i think uh, i think the whole film lo- looks incredible i um, mean it's a really strong fantasy story which you don't see that often no that's true fantasy films like this you just don't really get as many as you used to yeah but yeah it kind of fits i suppose kind of alongside things like pan's labyrinth to an extent okay yeah um, yeah I, I, I see that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah uh, really good check it out Still sticking with me, in my view. <laughs> I was going to say, this is so un- this is unprecedented. Wait, I know, that I'm running away with myself. Uh, I finally checked out Hold the Dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the new Jeremy Saulnier. Yeah, yeah, mystery thriller directed by Jeremy Saulnier, who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. Uh, it's got Jeffrey Wright in it, who's in Westworld. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got Alexander Skarsgård in it as well, and Riley Keough. Well, strong. Um, Jeffrey Wright plays this wolf expert who's hired by this grieving mother in Alaska to find and kill the wolf that killed her son. Okay. Um, but obviously it's not as simple as that um, and the boy's soldier father um, played by Alexander Skarsgård uh, is injured in Iraq and returns home and parts on this mad kind of path of vengeance oh wow okay uh, and it goes in some to, to use a Mitch Bain phrase it goes in some interesting directions um, <laughs> it goes to some interesting places and it gets quite dark at times um, it, and it's there's moments where it's super violent and it always looks amazing but it just didn't do as much for me as Blue Ruin or Green Room did. The general consensus from the people that I've spoken to that have seen it seemed to be a little bit that like it's still good. Yeah, but it's not going to hit in the heights of those films. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I'm. I'm. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm a big fan of his work. I again, I'll. I'll get around to it. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Again, worth a watch. Yeah, and it's just on Netflix, so. Why you just swing over and watch it? Yeah, see, just what you said there about uh, it goes in some interesting directions. That's definitely <laughs> a phrase for the strong language of violence scenes drinking game. 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I was going to say, is that your lot? Obviously, that's loads. It's not quite my lot, but the next one I know that you can engage and you can get involved in. Okay, so it can be a bridge. It can be a bridge between us both, because I checked out the first two episodes of Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, Netflix. so Netflix original came out on Friday, right? Yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've seen the first one of these. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Um, yeah, so far liking it i still feel it's a bit early days to speculate further on it mm-hmm. um it's based on shirley jackson's novel although so far seems quite different to the novel okay and it stars flanagan regulars henry thomas carla gugino kate siegel kate siegel's in there yeah, so, um, um uh, and uh, you've got elizabeth reaser as well as in there from ouija uh, yeah mm-hmm. origin of evil of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um, um yeah kind of a new i think a first time collaboration for him with uh michael huseman that plays uh, dario naharis in game of thrones yeah it is yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah i so far i i'm i like i said i've only seen the first one i'm quite liking the look of it though the whole kind of the whole kind of feel suits me visually it looks brilliant so a lot of the stuff in the actual house is beautiful i think the way the shots are framed yeah and i think the, the actual house itself is one of those dream houses for production designer <laughs> perspective but yeah i'm, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes because i have read the book and okay cool and uh, yeah it's so far very different to the book right but no i, I think it looks really promising uh, i have less stuff this week <laughs> but i do have some uh, I watched, in kind of carrying on a similar path to what I've been doing recently with things like I Know What You Did Last Summer and Mirrors and stuff like that, I've been kind of revisiting black spots from the last maybe, well, I'd seen I Know What You Did Last Summer, obviously, but I'm kind of hitting some things from like the last 20 years that I have We have seen. completely flipped personalities for this episode. I know, this, it's this weird. Episode. You're, now, you're now a man from the past, yeah. <laughs> and I'm now very much planted in the present. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christ. Um, so I don't want to dwell too long on this because I watched Stigmata. Patricia Arquette. Yes. <laughs> Why? Um. Well, yeah. You, you're on. Explain yourself. There. I. Well, it just it was there and I hadn't seen it. Right. Okay. And I was looking for something to watch that I hadn't seen before. I was like, fuck it, I'll take a punt on this. Um. I don't want to dwell on this because I found almost everything about this to be infuriating and headache-inducing. <laughs> I absolutely hated Stigma. <laughs> like. Um. Oh my god. Like I think mostly the fact that ninety percent of it is shot like a new metal video. Yeah. Drives me crazy. But the thing that I think I find the most confounding about it is... Excuse me, that's the part that I like the best. <laughs> I, find that to, I find that to work better over a four-minute uh, piece. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, there are actors in this with Oscars on their mantelpieces. Uh-huh. Why is everyone so terrible in this film? It's just a terrible film. Yeah, but I just... I, I um, feel like it's... You can have the best actor in the world, but if you've got a shite director... <laughs> or like, just... Or, yeah, ropey writing or yeah, whatever. Or just... Or just a shite film at the end of the day then I, I, it doesn't matter how good an actor you are if it doesn't come across on screen I thought it was an almost ground to sky failure <laughs> top to bottom <laughs> yeah <laughs> floor to ceiling like yeah no I really didn't like Stigman at all wow uh, however I did uh, again I was kind of I was going slightly for kind of comfort stuff a little bit over the okay. weekend because I spent a lot of time putting things in boxes and sure. folding yeah. clothes Packing and stuff like up that. your life yeah, exactly. So I did kind of allow myself a freebie and watched an old favourite of mine oh. uh, from 2001, Roadkill. Oh, right, okay. Or Which Dep- I think we touched on briefly in the show before. I think that the reason that we, t- we touched on it briefly because when I was first, the first time that I did um, a head-to-head and I chose the film and I chose Detention, my first instinct was to choose Roadkill, but then <sighs> as it turns out, everyone likes it. <laughs> 
as well they should because <laughs> I think it's really entertaining. Okay. This probably doesn't need too much of a revisit, but for anyone that doesn't know, you've got Paul Walker and Louis Savisky are kind of like almost not kind of your front two, but that's the kind of romance thing. Paul Walker's character is going to uh, hire a car and drive across America, and get her, and uh, they're going to road trip out of it. Basically, somewhere along the way, he ends up picking his brother up from prison. His brother right. is played by, strangely, Mitch Bain DVD collection mainstay, Steve Zahn. <laughs> Holy shit, why do you have so many Steve Zahn films? Because he's a market quality is why. Oh, right, right okay, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Um, <laughs> and basically, there's a little bit of tension, and he tries to uh, like, alleviate the tension between the three of them, or, well, originally the two of them, but the three of them eventually, by getting a CB radio uh-huh. for the car, and uh, they play a prank on uh, somebody with a handle, Rusty Nail, voiced by Ted Levine. Mm-hmm. And it gets extremely kind of ugly from there, degenerates. I think that this film is class in a kind of trashy way. It's really, really fun, really suspenseful. Goes off the rails a bit in the last 20 minutes. I haven't seen it in about maybe eight years. And I think when that was the only thing, watching back, that didn't sit right with me. I was like, oh, the end of this is kind of nonsense. A lot of goodwill in the bank before that, though. Right, okay. So, yeah, no, so I revisited Roadkill and I had a lot of fun with it. And honestly, that's just about it. Well, Roadkill was about as big a yes as Stigmata was as big a no. Holy shit. You know. Right, yeah. okay. Well, well, there you go. That was that was quite a lot. Yeah, yeah that, I guess that so. Was a, that was a fair amount. Yeah, uh, meaty. Probably meaty. better Probably better that I didn't watch any more stuff. Yeah, I think it's for the best. The Although... Mitch, what's he shock waves? 100! He sure does. And, well, we finally did something we've been talking about doing for a little while. Kissed. Finally. Finally got over with. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I needed to happen eventually. We watched the Beyond. Yeah, we did. I believe, and I'm just getting ready for everybody to kind of, kind of simultaneously wince and kind of side eye me about this. I think I'm the first Fulci. Wow, I'm doing. I'm side eyeing you, and I'm wincing. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. the fact that like it's an established fact that I haven't seen anything, but people tend to still be surprised by precisely the degree that I haven't seen anything. <laughs> right. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Um and. It's as good a place as any to start. Yeah, I really uh, like arguably, Fulci's best film. Okay, I, I would say uh, this would be his best film, and then Zombie Flesh Eaters. Right. Okay. I know uh, that you're a big Zombie Flesh Eaters guy. I'm a massive Zombie Flesh Eaters fan. Everybody yeah. knows that. But yeah, the the Beyond's fucking great. What did you think of it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Didn't really know what it was getting uh, <laughs> going in. Absolutely relentless. Yeah. Really good fun. I will watch more. There might be more on the list. I haven't checked ahead. I I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I'm 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 trying not to really look at the list. I'm trying to stay as much uh, kind of beholden to your knowledge in this as uh, as Christ, as, don't do that. As it's possible to be. <laughs> I'm relying on you. Trust me, my list would be quite different. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, but no, don't care into my knowledge of anything. <laughs> so that was it. You did one. I did one. Yeah, again, uh, just it's been a week where I haven't been able to do very much. Well, of anything. yeah. I mean, it's understandable. Like we say, you have been moving, and there's been a lot going on, which we're kind of building up to. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of really good stuff on the way. Uh, but next up, I guess, time to take a quick look. Dun, 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 dun. What have they been saying? It's feedback. And <laughs> uh, yeah, decent amount this week. Uh-huh. Quite a few things about uh, the announcement of Starship Troopers as being the film for the live show. Yeah, yep. If uh, you didn't see that on our social media, and if you haven't been uh, listening to the show, uh, you may not know that this Friday coming, the 19th of October at 3pm, we will be doing our first ever live recording from Celluloid Screams 
Um, we will have a guest who we haven't announced yet, but we're planning on announcing it during the week. We 100% do have a guest. We do have, yeah, sorry, we do have a guest. <laughs> we're not bluffing. Uh, the guest did pick the film, and the film in question for the show will be Paul Verhoeven's 1997 bug and action classic, Starship Troopers. A pretty justifiable selection in that when this first came out, it got a bit of a mauling critically yeah and only just made back it's a hundred million dollar budget <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah we're gonna be taking a second look at that with a mystery guest yeah quite a lot of people getting in touch to talk about this including previous guests from the show and noted monster enthusiast Stuart spark <laughs> he uh, loves an alien film he lo- yeah he sure does <laughs> and uh he said love you guys even more now this is up there with deep rising on the top creature features list oh well that's that that's lovely thank you Stuart. yeah and we love you too yeah we sure do uh also Dan Gaskell got in touch on Twitter saying it's got Dina Meyer in it and it's not Johnny Mnemonic. Double win. Dave Cooper at Deluxe underscore Man got in touch saying, nice, Starship Troopers. Hated this when I was younger. Too much gore, I guess. Um, As I've got older, I've grown an appreciation for the biting satire and now you've made me want to watch it again. Yeah, you should. I mean, because we will be releasing, for anyone that can't make it to the live show, we'll be recording it and releasing it as a regular episode on the 26th of October. That's correct, yeah. It will be episode 26 yeah so uh the six month mark yeah yeah which is nice yeah that is nice you got any more on that or uh... yeah i do uh barry delgano at delgano barry got in touch to say please tell me you're going to touch on the bizarre fact that it was a 15 certificate on its cinema release which was quite frankly baffling but anyway i'm totally stoked for this one uh thanks barry and yeah fair point actually we probably will look at that thanks barry for giving us something to talk about yeah i was gonna say add uh, that to the list yeah a <laughs> couple of people reacting to house of mortal sin yeah on instagram readers of the podcast just said yes block capitals exclamation mark uh jules boyle again former guest on the oh, show uh-huh. uh, episode 19 life force i believe yeah um he said <laughs> just remembered how again this is a very british reference so international listeners bear with us I just remembered how it's like Father Ted being remade by a psychopath. (laughs) Go on. Uh, That was a little bit like, so you're working. Ted lusts after lovely girls and kills people. Right, yeah. Dougal isn't sure he wants to be a priest, but is still too gullible and covers up a murder. (laughs) Okay. I I don't know if that happens on the show or not. I think it's like... um... Jack's a geriatric woman that can't get out of her chair. Right. <laughs> and Mrs. Doyle is a one-eyed psycho in love with Ted who tortures Jack when they're alone. It totally fits. It does, yeah. Uh, hell. I was going to say not something I'd ever considered, but of course I hadn't considered that. It's like a madman's vision of Father Ted. Yeah, yeah, I mean, now he's said it, I can't unsee it. Big thanks to Jules for that one then. And uh, finally, just on a general comment, uh, we had film fan Stevie get in touch on Twitter. He's at London Film Festival this week, but he said, might be at London Film Festival, but nothing stops from Friday tradition. Cup of coffee at Cars and Soho and Strong Violent PC. Nice to know that the routine's enduring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even during one of Stevie's busiest weeks of the year. (laughs) That man is never out of a cinema. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we had Chris Angel at Tenshisan73 get in touch. Okay. um, Just to say, we'll take your advice and not bother with American Poltergeist. Wise. <laughs> Seeing as I didn't listen last week and watched Wish Upon. I fucking told you. <laughs> I bet he obviously... <laughs> uh, hope you guys get to watch Hold the Dart before next week's minisode. Interested to hear your thoughts. Well, yeah. by this point you will have heard that I certainly watched Hold the Dark. Uh, so yeah, thanks. I'm, I hope you're happy. Also, Chris, what did you think of it? Let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched Wish Upon. Uh, I saw it fly past the other day when I was flicking through Netflix. You should just you should you should watch it just for the car death, or at least watch the last five minutes. And watch no, the you car sent death. me a video. I think it was all the deaths. I think it was like a YouTube link to all the deaths. 
Oh yeah, I did. That was um, sufficient for me. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else going on <laughs> no, to be honest. I'm, a couple, I'm happy with that. A couple of okay deaths in there actually, but no, this film's stinking. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's my lot for feedback. You got anything else? I've got one more thing, uh, and it's from Darren Gaskell off the back of last week's Mitch's pitches. Actually, not relating to last week's Mitch's pitches, but the one before where we did Inseminoid. Okay. And uh, your dad, the mighty Mick Bain, speculated for some unknown reason. That the poster could be for the film Floodlights Over Salem. Absolutely baffling. <laughs> ludicrous. A yeah. ludicrous thing. Wild. And Darren said he had to press pause at the Floodlights Over Salem, but he doesn't know why that particular bit set him off, but he ended up laughing so hard he nearly did himself an injury. Oh, well. God. Well, I, I trust that you're okay. Yeah, I hope everything's um, fine. And we will not take any responsibility for any injuries caused. Absolutely not. No. 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 None whatsoever. No. Nor will Mick Bain. Absolutely not. Absolutely Certainly not. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that does it for the feedback this week, which can mean only one thing. Oh, everybody's favourite bit. It is indeed Mitch's Pitches. Now, for anyone who is unfamiliar, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. Andy will send me a poster for a horror film from years gone by. We'll also post it to our social media channels. However, he'll have photoshopped it to remove the title, taglines, any distinguishing text of any kind, leave just the image. I will take a look at it, describe it to the best of my ability, and then, if possible, speculate on what it might be about and give it a title. And yeah, we'll post up the doctored image to all the social media channels uh, before the show, so you can bring it up and take a look at it. Speaking of which, last week's... Uh, which was Netherworld. It was, yeah, Again, yeah. the picture will be on the social media, take a look at it. But basically, because of the fact that there was loads of snakes' teeth and snakes' mouths, I speculated that it was the film The Curse of Snake Fist. <laughs> uh, which tickled me no end. I, I was going to say... I laughed for a good couple of minutes. <laughs> Nothing like dead air. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you silently laughed. Um, uh, my dad came forward with another suggestion. Right. The quite spectacular A Fistful of Molars. Right, okay, everyone's favourite spaghetti western. He said, or perhaps the sequel, A Few Molars More. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, he's done. I can see, actually, yeah, he's absolutely gone down the, yeah, 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 very much. Down the the spaghetti western route, okay. Yeah, um, Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Nothing from Sheila? No, no, not this week, I don't think, not that I can remember. Uh, I will, uh, I'll lean on her for uh, an answer for this one, for this week's one. I'll send them back to the parents again. It's funny you should say that because the image is now on its way to you. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I see that you've sent me an image. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. Let's take a wee look. Yeah, have a look at that. Run your peoples over that there. Oh, God, right, okay. Right. Um, right, okay. So, I'm going to start with the background of this image. Right, uh, <laughs> okay. Which uh, is basically the face of a blue-skinned, red-eyed demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is staring angrily directly into the camera. Sure, sure. As it were. Uh, with extremely bushy eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. what kind of seems to be kind of like, f- kind of faded, kind of blurry looking horns as well. So in the foreground of the picture, like I say, that's in the background. And in the foreground of the picture, what you have is a computer that looks like a massive late 80s, early 90s computer. <laughs> like a massive computer. Um... <laughs> It's a bird's eye view of this, and it's uh, but you can see from here that there's a pentagram on the screen. <laughs> right. And um, a man is... I'm just zooming for a little bit of a closer look at the uh, the guy. Sure, sure. So, niche reference, but the guy who is looking at the screen looks a bit like our friend Dave Malcolm of Random Elements Films. 
<laughs> I don't see that at all, but carry on. <laughs> I see a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's kind of it's this guy looking skyward. He's uh, typing something on the computer, on the keyboard. He's looking manically to the sky. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in short, you have a guy looking manically skywards, typing words, presumably, into a large late 80s, early 90s computer with a pentagram on the screen, while in the background, a blue-faced, red-eyed, horned demon with bushy eyebrows looks on angrily. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Um, so, let's see now. I think I can do this. Like, an idea started forming quite early on. All right, okay. So, I just need to try and get this right. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, so logline first. Sure, yep, as is tradition. I'm going to go with, When a corporation's office is beset by increasingly sinister events, introverted IT guru Chad believes a mysterious computer virus is to blame. Is the information superhighway really a highway to hell? Oh, I like that. I like that, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to speculate that that is from the 1990 film Ghost in the Machine. Oh, okay. Right, sure, sure. Uh, well, I could see why you've done that. Um, can, can you see why I got into this particular variation of presumably very wrong? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, you, are, you are wrong. Uh-huh. Um, you're a fair amount out on the year. Uh, okay. The year is 1981. Oh, right, okay, okay. Um, and it's... Uh, Eric Weston's Evil Speak. Evil Speak? Yeah, starring Ron Howard's brother Clint. Uh, okay. A, <laughs> it was, uh, it's also a video nasty, one of the original 39 deemed obscene. Okay. And it's also uh, a recommendation uh, of Anton LaVey of the Church of Satan. Wow. As required viewing for Satanists. I see. Okay. Uh, um, however, it is shite. Oh, that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> and it's the story of Clint Howard playing a... He's like a military cadet that gets bullied at this kind of military school. And he taps into a way to summon demons, like, to kind of attack his bullies. To do his um, bidding. Through his computer. I see. Okay. <laughs> so, not Ghost in the Machine. Not so. Ghost in the Machine, no. No, no. Oh, well. Um, but I thought that the, the, the logline was superb. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sharpening up with those. <laughs> I'm still terrible at the rest of it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 very good, very good, very strong. Log lines of closing in, closing Mm -hmm. in, get better. So that concludes another edition of Mitch's Bitches. Good lord. Yeah, Um, we'll be back with more next week, and hopefully some input from the Bane parents as well. Yes, yes. I think that that they're going to have a good time with that one. Oh, yeah, you think? Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to think so, yeah, I would be hopeful. God Um, knows what your dad's going to come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I guess before we kind of get onto the big announcements, it's podcast recommendation time. Podcast recommendation time, yes, and it's yourself. I recommended Postmortem with Mick Garris last week. Did indeed. Yeah, and he's just put out an episode live from Beyond Fest, which speaks to David Cronenberg. Oh, nice. Which, uh, as you know, that's everything I want from life. What have you got? Uh, I am going to, at the risk of typecasting myself, going to go for a horror fiction podcast. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has uh, just come back for its third season. However, I am listening to seasons one and two again. Right. Uh, because they're only 25 minutes a piece. I don't know, like 10 episodes a series, so it's good commute fodder for me. Darkest Night. Oh, right. Back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Darkest Night is set at the Roth Lobdo Institute for Advanced Research. Right. Um, sure. And <laughs> it's it's almost like an anthology in a way that ties together, but you've basically got a doctor or a kind of a uh, specialist mm-hmm. and his kind of lab assistant. Right. And in the first season, the doctor or kind of like senior character is voiced by Dennis O'Hare, who's also a voice in Darkest... Uh, in a 
Deadly Manners. In Deadly Manners, thank you. In the second season, the Doctor is voiced by Maynard James Keenan. From Tool. From Tool. Yeah. Right. Um, that's awesome. And Keith, <laughs> da- Keith David's narrating season three. Right, apparently. okay. So, Darkest Night, basically, how it works is, and it's kind of fanciful, but it's fun. Basically, the idea is that they are presented with a dead body or sometimes a head or something at the start of every episode. They extract an eyeball and kind of remo- like retrieve something from the optic nerve with a syringe and then use it to watch how they died. from their perspective and then that's the framing device for the stories that you get every week that sounds cool yeah it's really good the first season is kind of uh it's it's really strong and it kind of moves the kind of a story along a lot in season two the individual stories get way darker okay or like considerably more graphic certainly um every now and again but it's really good fun and it's um it's genuinely pr- pretty uh, disturbing as well. If you listen to it in proper headphones, it's also binaural. Oh, right, okay. Which is really cool. It makes it very immersive. Darkest Night is a lot of fun. And it's, like I say, it's back for season three now. I can't comment on what that's like because I'm starting from the beginning again. Right, sure. Yeah. And working through. But yeah, I would recommend it. And like I say, it's really easy to dip in and out of because they're only about 20, 25 minutes each. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. So Darkest Night. Yeah, um, so just before we wrap up, I just realised I did something a couple of weeks ago and never mentioned it on here, um, which was shortly after Fright Fest, I went on somebody else's podcast. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I stopped by a Little Pod of Horrors um, and chatted to Boz for two hours <laughs> about um, about mostly about mostly things that I saw on the Discovery screen and things that we both saw on the main screen. Right. So that episode's out now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's long. And I talk quite a lot, so I mean, like, be aware of that. <laughs> Managing expectations going out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I did that, and I just realised that I hadn't mentioned it, and it was cool of them to ask me to do it, and I had I just realised I hadn't mentioned it on the show yet, so I wanted to take a minute to plug that. Yeah, no one's beating down my door to come on their podcast. I'll <laughs> come, I'm sure. Now, right. So I guess for any other business, before we get to the announcements, we should just talk about it one last time because uh-huh. it's creeping up. By the time this airs, we four days away. Sure. <laughs> from uh, the live show that we're doing at uh, Satellite Screams this yes, year. Yes, indeed. Yep, and as before already mentioned if anyone is planning on attending and wants to get involved the film that you should be watching so that you know what the fuck we're talking about while you're sat there is paul verhoven's starship troopers and that is super accessible that's really easy to get hold of obviously yeah yep, so if you want to catch up with it there's loads of ways you can do that which is great also don't forget that if you're coming down it's probably going to be in a pretty small room it'll be first come first served yeah just come down batter in and if you do watch the film Take down some notes, take some questions, get involved because we will be doing a kind of questions moment where we kind of open it up to people. Um, we'll come over to you with a microphone and if you've noticed anything that you want to touch on, anything ridiculous that you would like to mention, any questions that you think we should be probing deeper into, mm-hmm. then by all means. And if you do ask a question, you get yourself a nice little dip into the Arrow goodie bag that we've got, courtesy of our pals at Arrow Video. Yeah, yeah, into the into the Arrow Video Climax mystery bag, <laughs> uh, which I'm looking at right now that is full of really good stuff. So yeah, get your questions in. That's going to be fun. Yeah, the, absolutely. Our first Q- our live Q&A segment as well yeah but yeah that's this friday the 19th of october you know by now 3 p.m showroom cinema get down there i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i was like no we're gonna be fine but life has to continue in the meantime that's true we can't just be sitting back and thinking do you know what we've got this live show coming up that's going to take up all our time 
because we've got an episode coming out on Friday as well. Yeah, because while we're off gallivanting in Sheffield, we actually have kind of figured something out in advance. Uh-huh. And we've got one that, it's a timely one for reasons that are going to become pretty obvious. I would say, yeah, yeah, I would agree. So our guest, somebody we've been trying to get on the show for ages, and it's just been, he's always been up for doing it, but it's been kind of difficult to organise. Yeah, and then just with uh, with the film that he's chosen, it made perfect sense that we do it now. Yeah, nudge it back a little bit. But you know him best from films like Beyond the Gates, Contracted, The Mind's Eye. Also, most recently, as the writer, director and star of Dementia Part 2. Yes. We are joined this week by Mr. Matt Mercer. Yay! And the film? Yeah, well, uh, at the time that this comes out, Halloween 2018 will be in the cinemas. Well, indeed. So we thought... Why not mark that occasion with doing yet another Halloween sequel? Yay! And this time, Matt has chosen Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, the sixth instalment. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah, and this is a really fun discussion. <laughs> uh, and uh, Matt's got some great stories about this one yep. and some really good insights. So yeah, that's dropping on Friday. Mm-hmm. 8am BST as ever Dementia Part 2's Matt Mercer joins us to talk Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers yes indeed so if you want to get in touch about that decision or anything else you can do uh, Facebook and Instagram we're Strong Language Violent Scenes Twitter we're at Strong Violent PC and you can also email us at stronglanguagevioluntscenes at gmail.com and as we've mentioned a couple of times before, um, we do have plans to kind of expand the show, uh, get some new equipment, actually go to see some some guests rather than relying on Skype because it's not the most reliable thing in the world. And if you do want to help us to do that, feel free to chuck us a couple of quid to the email address that we mentioned a minute ago, stronglanguageviolentscenes at gmail.com. No obligation to do that. Just keep listening to the show, keep sharing, doing all that stuff because that's way more important. Absolutely. So however you are listening to the show, we really thank you for doing that. But there might be other ways to listen that suit you that little bit more. Uh, You can get us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, our home in Podbean, Acast, and of course, TuneIn. Yeah, the list is piling up. Yeah. So join us Friday if you can, either... Uh, listen to the episode or in person. <laughs> and if you, and if, or both. You yeah, well, both. Ideally both. Yeah, do yeah. both. But uh, if you are coming down to the live show, come and say hi. Yeah. After, before, whatever. We love talking to people. Yeah, we do. Yep. And there will be a Minnesota on Monday, as usual. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got plans for all that. Yeah, we're thinking. All we're in the control. We're ahead, guys. Don't you worry. We've got it covered. So we're back here, there, and everywhere on Friday. Join <laughs> us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Good night. <laughs> You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.